How's it going, Nashville? This is the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Chris Beavers, where we will unpack all things health and wellness. We will clear up common myths, highlight amazing fitness opportunities, and bring you guys the best information about health here in the great city of Nashville. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Today I'm hanging out with Devin Tolentino over at Redline Quality Fitness. Uh, you guys are in for a special treat today. So Devin, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Man, Devin, so tell us about how you ended up uh, here at Redline and kind of how you, how you guys have begun uh, your, your fitness journey, man. Uh, I ended up at Redline about three years ago. Uh, I was coaching boot camp classes and doing personal training. Uh, at the same time, I had sort of gotten into the old CrossFit Kool-Aid that most people I think are familiar with, um, even though it's changing now. Um, so what, what I had in mind from a career standpoint, I needed to make a change from where I was coaching and to also not compete with CrossFit. So long story short, I, I developed Redline as a hybrid of what I was personally doing for my own fitness in CrossFit and what I was doing for a career uh, coaching boot camp. Yeah. So that's where that's where we're at now as far as how that's sort of like the early stages of how Redline became a fitness program. Yeah. What keep going, go for it. I would say it was just me trying to thread that needle of, of you know, I'm not I'm not trying to recreate boot camp. Uh, I don't want to compete with CrossFit because there's things that I don't agree with in CrossFit. Yep. Uh, and there's things I don't agree with the boot camps and so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What uh, what is it that kind of made you feel like, hey, I, I feel like I need to kind of combine these things or create my own thing? Like, is it was there something that, that you just kind of thought? Uh, I think it was years uh, accumulating things that I did not like in the fitness industry. Yeah. So my very first job was I worked the front desk at 24 Hour Fitness, which is sort of a globo gym right. in California. Uh, and I just I would open the club at four o'clock in the morning and you know sell power crunch bars and memberships. <laughs> Brutal man. <laughs> um, I liked that because it's kind of a cool club vibe and you know twenty four hour fitness at the the one that I was at they had a big lobby and a spa and a lounge and people talk and hang out. Um, but there's no structured fitness program. You go in and do your own thing. And then going you know fast forward coaching group fitness classes that as that became more popular um, there was there was things I didn't like about that mm-hmm. um, so really it was just I don't want to sound so negative but it's <laughs> like I, I just like I'm always looking for things no matter where I'm at if I'm at a restaurant or if I'm in a grocery store things that I like or dislike but specific to fitness it was more of me always working in different gyms I worked at so many gyms wanting to you know, I'm at all these different places. I'm always thinking how I would do it different. Yeah. Um, or honestly, there's been lots of things that I've taken. Uh, I worked at Berries for years, and I, through Redline, there's a lot of things that I took from Berries that I was like little silly things, like a candle at the front desk or the mints. You know, <laughs> right. I totally jacked that from Berries. Um, <laughs> it's a great, great company. So. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, it's cool though that you you've kind of taken these blends of things that you like and, and don't like in, yeah. in order to create something. I mean, it's what makes things really good right when you when you look at hey what do I you know kind of dissociating yourself from an environment or dissociating yourself from from something to say yeah what's going on here that I don't like because I think it's easy as you're in the mix of things to sit here and say 
I'm just going through the motions and you lose sight of everything that's going going around. Yeah. Which which I think is pretty cool. So so how long did you you do group fitness uh, prior to, to Redline? Yeah, I probably let's see, I probably did about 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. And just over the years, it's become more of a full time thing. Sure. Um, the the my real like the longest I spent at one place, I worked in a in a bike shop in in Orange County, California for for about six years. Um, and being in that bike shop, I was introduced to, exposed to just a lot of people involved in fitness in general, mm -hmm. from swimmers to triathletes to Olympians to challenged athletes, foundation athletes. So I was able to just kind of take in all of these different styles of people and how they train. And, and um, I don't know, I think it just motivated me to always want to be around those type of people. Yeah. Um, people who are interested in improving themselves people who like training, whether it's in fitness or or anything really. Uh, you can apply the training methodology to your home life. Uh, but I, yeah, it's been, I've been around it for a long time. Yeah. A really that's, long time. That's cool, man. And, and like you said, again, talking about what we talked about a second, you've had 15 years of combining things that you yeah. have seen over the years you liked and didn't like. And I love how you, you kind of talk about, you know, even different modalities of training, right? Like people who are Olympians or people who are cyclists, right? Like taking those pieces because everyone's got ways of training and no one way is right. It just depends on what you want to accomplish. Correct. Yeah, it depends on your goals. Um, yeah, that's actually a good point. There's there's so many different styles of training. And, yeah. Um, I think, I hope that Redline always is touching on multiple aspects of training. Right. We don't just do Olympic lifting. We don't just do, you know, sprints. There's a lot of different styles of training here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I would I would certainly agree with that. So tell me about the name, man. How did uh, how did the name Redline uh, come about? Uh, let's see. That's an easy answer. I stole <laughs> the name from a friend of mine slash mentor's gym in <laughs> California. Nice. Yeah. He's a CrossFit gym in Cal in Orange County, and they offer a separate class from their CrossFit program called Redline. <laughs> so cool. And uh, I just called him as I was drafting up business plans for what is now Redline and basically asked for permission to use the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just a coincidence that the name Redline sort of naturally fits with our workouts here. It does, yeah. Uh, so it was just a nice uh, coincidence, really. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh, man, it, it's, it, I mean, it definitely lives up to the name. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. certainly, certainly some days where you're, you're, you're pushing the, the envelope here uh, yeah. a, a little bit. So let's talk more about kind of your programming and kind of, you know, what are sure, some of your, yeah. you know, you've got this interesting blend, right? And so, how, you know, what are some of your inspiration or your philosophies on how you come about uh, programming for, for classes? Um, my original inspiration for the programming was probably going to come from how I used to train for the, the Spartan race and triathlons. That's cool. ki that was kind of my background leading up to when I decided to open Redline. Um, I started racing triathlons when I was a teenager. Um, but in those sports, there is a, a rhyme and a reason and there is a progression to peak for a race or a competition. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to sort of take that approach to fitness into the group fitness class because I, I feel like I want to provide a service where we're, we're showing our members that, and this is going to sound really cheesy and cliche, but if you 
sort of put your ducks in a row and you and you work for something, uh, you're going to see improvement and you you can reap benefits of your hard hard efforts. Yeah. Uh, and I personally don't really know, or I've never at least worked at any gyms that that do that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's very very common and almost necessity in the triathlon world. Uh, even you know my short time racing Spartan races. If you want to perform, you want to improve, you want to get better, you you have to have a plan. You can't just come into the gym and dick around every day. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, but some people do that, which is the crazy thing. It like, shocks mean, me. I would say, yeah, almost everybody does that. Yeah, I mean, outside of group fitness especially, right? Like, hey, I'm, I'm aimlessly yes. wandering through the same thing. Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the same thing. And then maybe Tuesday, Thursday, I do some... You know, walk on the, the stair stepper for forty five minutes or yeah, whatever correct. that might be. There's the there's the small group of like people that are specifically Olympic lifters or right. bodybuilders, right. things like that, where they're very regimented in their training, and uh, but you don't see a lot of those things happening in a group setting. Correct. Like you know, you can sign up for a gym and then be a part of a group fitness class for an hour a day. Mm-hmm. A lot of like those. You know, we'll say bodybuilders or Olympic lifters, I'll use them as an example, are kind of like on their own. They might have some training buddies that they throw down with. Right. Um, but you're, you're kind of left to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is great. I think there's, you know, tons of, of successful people that have done that. But I think I want to provide that to more of a general, broad group of people. And, and it just happens to fall in the lap of the group fitness world. Yeah, exactly. So. And, and, you know, we were talking about this a second ago, like it's kind of rare in the group fitness world to yeah. see some purpose with with some programming, right? It's like some people just aimlessly wander and instead of having, you know, a peak at a certain point, it's like I'm just kind of running the same thing we've always done because that's the way we've done it. And I think that's Correct. key that you say, hey, there's a rhyme or reason. Like if I, I think about my, you know, our time is valuable and if I'm going to show up somewhere for an hour, like I want it to be worth my while. At the end of six weeks, I want to say, man, like my deadlift is stronger or man, I'm in a heck of a lot better shape on, on the assault bike than I was six weeks ago because of this cycle we just got out of. Yeah, and I understand too, and I have to remind myself that not everybody uh, cares about improving their 400 meter time or, sure. <laughs> or you know, their deadlift yeah. or whatever you want to call it. However, I think that it translates to a bigger a bigger picture than just oh yeah all I did this last six weeks is is improve my 400 yeah you know, I think that I don't know not to get too like philosophical but it, I think there's a bigger picture and for some people I hope that the work that they put into over a six-week cycle that we do here let's just say specifically to a 400 meter run whatever that is um, it's gonna have its challenges I mean some days you're not gonna perform yeah to the best of your ability some days you your kids are a pain in the ass and you're tired, but <laughs> right. but I think first and foremost it helps people understand that if you see things through, there's benefits that happen within you as a person that are kind of invaluable. Yeah, that's huge, man. I know I, I feel better. There's tons of days where I don't want to, you know, do the lift we have, or like today's workout was just so long, um, but I feel good that I saw it through. You know, right. So and I know that'll 
that'll translate to, to multiple areas outside of the gym. Yeah, absolutely, which is which is key. I, I think I, I love, that's one thing I love about fitness as a whole, right? That translation over to life, right? Like, yeah. hey, if I'm gonna sit here and grind out this last this last round of this workout, like I'm smoked, like I'm tired. Yeah. Like that translates to life as well, right? Like li life's a hot mess and, and how am I gonna push through in this last bit? Yeah. I think it's so key as well, you know? I would agree, 100%. Not everybody sees it that way though. Yeah. So we're just trying to be that uh, small group of people who does see it that way. Right. At least in this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to call anybody out. There's good gyms here, but yeah, I want to try to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. That's great, man. So uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a class, man. So what's a, a regular class look like, and kind of the setup and, and flow of some of that? Uh, we really, again, every class is different, specific to what our cycle is and yeah. our, our our gym is um works in six week cycles but to generalize it we try to really focus on warming up properly um so whenever we bring people into class there i would say on some days honestly most of the class is mobilization and workout prep yeah. um like i'll say like the workout practice almost yeah um so we spend a lot of time doing that um, if, t if today's workouts, you know, a few rounds of, of running outside and pull-ups, you know, we'll spend a lot of time, like, working on our ankles and our hips um, and our lats, things like that. I, I would agree. I think you guys do a killer yeah. job of that, right? And like, we always try to go through uh, sort of a, a rehearsal round of what the workout's going to look like. Yep. So my idea behind that is it preps the body, it preps the heart rate, um, and even just the, the general adrenaline dump required to when we do start the clock is we, we time a lot of our things here yep similar to like what crossfit does sure um that the body is prepared to kind of maximize that time because some days the workouts are only you know if we're doing a mile you could be as quick as five and a half or nine right. minutes and still not very long yeah um you know i said kind of like crossfit but i mean that's no different than any any sport right you know whether it's track or, or cycling whatever which then inevitably is going to help improve people's performance long term as well. They're going to feel better, move better, and yeah. as opposed to being beat up at the end of this, right? Like, yeah, I mean, if you if you came in here and did the workout without warming up, you just kind of hit it. Yeah, you can get through it. You probably feel like doo doo. Yeah, right. Your rate of injury is going to I mean you know that that's your it's your career. Um, your rate of injury is going to skyrocket. Skyrocket. Um, so as far as like the structure of our class goes, tons of it is focused on talking we, we do a lot of conversation here about the workout the purpose behind it because i think if you if we can get people to understand the purpose of it or even one thing to take away there's a level of focus that's heightened once the workout starts um and then that mental connection with the focus of the workout helps your body sort of perform better yeah absolutely, you know? absolutely. whether you know if you're just going into a gym and you know we're going to bike for three minutes and there's no goal right there's there's like yeah. All you yeah. get out of that is, I don't know what you get out of <laughs> you, that. You just get blasted for Somebody needs to help me understand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call it good. Yeah. Yeah, I love the purpose behind y'all's workouts, man. I think you guys do such a good Thanks, job of, of when you come here, right? It's, it's hey, there's a lot of mobilization stuff to start out. And there's purpose to it, right? I'm not just doing the same warm-up that we do every single time. I, I don't think I've ever been in here and done the same warm-up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Even, even regardless of the workout, maybe looking, if it ever yeah, looks Yeah, I mean, similar. there's definitely a few, like, active... Um, active stretching type things that I think we need that 
are pretty common that we see again. But to sure. your, what you're saying, yeah, we try to. It's gonna be real specific to what we're yeah. doing for the day. Yeah. If the workout's really heavy on on bench press and pull ups, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna have you spend a lot of time on your ankles and calves. Yeah, it doesn't make <laughs> a lot of sense for the day, right? I mean, it's nice. It's nice for sure. Do some calf raises in the corner, but yeah. it will be specific. Our classes are very specific to warm up wise for what the workout is, as yeah. it should be. That just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the other thing you guys do do a great job of too is like coaching movements, right? Like I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen some people who are, you know, coaching a, a class and I'm not real confident in their ability to coach somebody through a movement and it, that's a yeah. kind of a sad thing, right? But I've, like I, you talking about the purpose, you know, everyone's gathered around the, the whiteboard, so to speak, or the, the TV screen talking about the workout. Yeah. But then you guys go through a, a detailed movement prep to keep people safe and really to help them perform better. And I think that that's huge that you guys do that piece as well. Yeah. It gives them a sense of purpose What do that. you, so like when you, because I appreciate this about you, that you go to other gyms and sort of observe and stuff. Have you noticed like what most people are doing? Right. Yeah, so so I think that there's a, a hurry through some of that, right? Hurry, like, yeah. hey, movement prep is not as important to them, right? They say, well, I'm just going to get into the lift today, right? Like, we've got a strength portion at a Metcon, and we're maxed out on our time, and, and we don't have time to sit and talk movement prep. Yeah. Or, like, simple barbell path stuff, right? Like, if I'm doing a power clean or a snatch. I don't care how long you've been power cleaning or snatching. It's like, <laughs> dude, that bar path's never going to be perfect. Like, let's yeah. actually drill that bar path. Or, hey, if I'm doing a deadlift, even if it's a dumbbell deadlift, they, I think people get complacent. They assume because these members have been here for so long that um, they know how to deadlift, right? And, and I appreciate yeah. that about you guys. Like I've come here before and learned things from you guys on my form. I don't care. Like I don't care how much I deadlift or how much I go to school or look at people deadlift all day. I love that about you guys that you say, look, I'm going to point out and make every single person's deadlift the yeah. best it could possibly feel today. And then talk performance tips along the way too. And I think that that's incredible that you guys do that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I think it's common in what I what I noticed, and I'm I'm gonna speak specific to CrossFit because yeah. that's kind of like yeah I have had experience coaching CrossFit. Uh, it's very common for coaches, just umbrella term coaches, right, to start a class, and and I don't know if co this is funny to me about CrossFit because every CrossFit gym is a little bit different. Sure. But a pattern that I've noticed that we want to try to break here, CrossFit kind of really helped the term coach become like a career, I think. That's a great point. Where when I was at other gyms, you were a trainer or an instructor. Yeah. So what I think is cool about CrossFit, and I'm discrediting the name and the brand CrossFit because that's that ultimately led me to Redline. Um, but the thing, anyway, my point is that it seems to have, and this happens with anything, if you get in the habit of doing the same thing every day, it seems to have just taken a big old dump on itself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as you go to a CrossFit class, and uh, me and the coaches have gone to other gyms, they, as soon as they tell you what the workout is, it's like you're kind of just a proctor at that point. It's all they are. Yeah. And you end up, you know, with your arms folded in the corner, <laughs> you check in your MySpace or whatever. Um, which, it, like, it's sad, I think. It's really sad, but... What, one thing you and I talked about earlier is that the, most people have other jobs, there's other things on their mind. Yeah. Uh, they're not, you know, maybe the gym they work at can't pay them, you know, some sort of value to give them a sense of ownership in that yeah. class. So there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of gyms 
There are. You know, there's a lot of just like it's like the restaurant industry. There's a, there's a lot there's of, a ton of there's a ton of crappy restaurants, and there's also a lot of good ones. Yeah, but and you can say the same thing about I say the same thing about medical providers all the time. It's like there's some really crappy ones out there, and then there's some really good ones, right? Yeah. And, and people who take ownership of their product and say, "Hey, I'm going to." create something quality right like that's what separates the good ones from the bad ones i think yeah correct and i think that it's kind of a cool a cool time we live in because with the age of social media it's a curse and a blessing true um there's a lot more options for services there's a lot more options for you know for food for gyms for medical providers for you to get your damn haircut <laughs> right um but it is cool because with all of those options out there, we're exposed to so many different types of products. Right. And at this point, it's the I think the consumer is being more educated. I agree with that. Which is great, I think, for somebody who takes really thick pride in, in their craft. Yeah. Um, it just takes more time because then you have to sort of sit back and wait for the consumer to weed through all of the crap right and before they before they find the right the yeah, right thing right yeah for sure that's funny Devin let's talk about the lift class that you guys recently added which I think has been a, a cool addition you know I've been to one or two of those as well yeah. and really really enjoyed you know the the idea of taking taking out the intensity and, and let me focus on teaching someone how to power coin and jerk or snatch or whatever it is that you're working through so let's talk about the lift class and and, and all the good stuff that's going on with that yeah, we decided to bring Lyft into Redline right right before we moved over to the karate studio. Um, I had, and it kind of came out of a personal um, experience that I had when I was like, you know, brand new and gung-ho about CrossFit. I, I enjoyed like joining all the local competitions, yep. the Battle of the Barbell and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and I, for me personally, coming from an endurance background, uh, I had never really struggled with the gymnastics or the conditioning, the running, the burpees, the yeah. you know the free weight stuff. The thing that I personally struggled with was the strength and the the technicality of lifting. Yep. And so me just being a coach, I I'm in a gym all day long. So when I kind of like reflected and I was like I looked at that aspect of fitness and saying, okay, I need to get better at a clean and jerk to do better at this local competition. We'll just keep it simple. The only way that I saw I could accomplish that was to push the intensity, the clock, um, the shitty form <laughs> aside. And I mean, I do little things. I get online and I would like, you know, go to YouTube and Google, <laughs> you know, clean and jerk program or clean or snatch form. Um, and almost every time, like the first top videos would, would come up. Um, actually happened to be these guys in California that were renting space out of my friend's gym I took Redline from. No way. Uh, these dudes called, they're called Juggernaut uh, yeah. Training Systems. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're a big bunch these days. Yeah. And uh, I actually used to work out there a long, long time ago before they became so big they were yeah. doing strength training for endurance athletes. That's crazy. Um, but I refound them again on YouTube and I noticed kind of how they train is a little bit slower, a little more method behind it a little more um i don't know if patience the right word but they're not in a hurry right they're not racing the clock on a on a clean and jerk there's relative low reps happening um there's a structured periodized program so i think i kind of took that mindset that that's all those guys do 
right? Yeah. They do strength. They're doing barbell. They're doing the powerlifting and the Olympic lifts. And that's all they do. So I think in order for us to pull that aspect of fitness into Redline, I wanted to do it how somebody else would do it, who essentially knows way more than I do about it. <laughs> right. You know, and I and I'm not saying I don't know anything about it because that's I'm making my my job. It's my mission to study that stuff and yep. to be constantly learning and absorbing that information. Um, but when we developed Lift, I knew that I wanted to pull away all of the things that are distracting and detrimental to progress. Right. Specific to Olympic lifting and powerlifting, I think that racing a clock, that doing way too many reps over training, yep. um, and doing it with shitty form is just the absolute worst thing you can do to ever get better at any of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So our lift class is typically, depending on our cycle, it's one lift. Yeah. You know, it could be as simple as a uh, six by three overhead squat for working on snatches or right. you know, 10 by 2 deadlift it's real heavy mm-hmm. and that's it and as I said with Redline we take all the time to prep and warm up Yeah. and then that way when we get to the actual meat and potatoes of the workout there's so much being absorbed there's strength being gained yep. um, there's a learning curve on the form so yeah. I think it's cool man I really like our lift class and it's actually yeah. been one of our more popular classes yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun man I love the the purpose like you said hey I've, I've scaled back all the fluff and it's yeah. here to lift and I mean let's just talk about the, the snatch for example like I can't tell you how many athletes Dude. I get that complain about hey my snatch is not good right and yeah. they, they only resort to power snatches and it's like well, dude, you've never you you don't overhead squat, you don't yeah. do sots presses, you don't do any of the accessory work, and you only snatch once every six weeks, and you wonder why you can't snatch. And when you do, it's seventy five reps with uh, yeah, you know, eighty percent of your max. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we sit here and wonder why our shoulders hurt at the end of it too. Yeah, you know? yeah, we're in the middle of a snatch cycle right now, and it's I mean it's tough. I, I'm struggling with it personally because yeah. it's it's my worst lift out of all of them. I um, think it is for most of us. For, for, yeah, I mean. I don't, if, if people like to snatch, they're crazy. <laughs> um, but it's good. You got to do the things that you are just naturally good at. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. So let's talk about your community a little bit. I think it's what, another thing that separates you guys. You guys have a great community. Every time I've come in here, yeah. I feel so welcome, right? Like Appreciate I feel like that. Ever, yeah, ever. it's hard for work. We're here all the time, so I, I like we're blind to it. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, right, that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, again, talking about being stuck in the forest, it's hard to see everything going on around yeah. it. But man, I come in here and everyone's so welcoming, and uh, you obviously pour into your community quite a bit. So, man, I'd love for you to speak a little bit about y'all's community and kind of what y'all have done to foster that. Our community, I feel is unique is kind of a lame term um, but we just have such a wide array of people and when I say a wide array we have um, you know, we have people that were college like top level athletes we have a 70 year old pastor here <laughs> um, <laughs> we have moms we have and a lot of gyms could say this but I truly believe that for some reason, and honestly, I don't know the answer to this. We just have the most diverse group of people. Yeah. From any other gym that I've worked at. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why that is. Yeah. I really don't know why that is. But I think with that diversity in our membership roster, people are, I don't want to say forced to, but it seems like people are, are, kind of just being really inclusive with each other. Yeah. And I don't feel like any of our members 
are elitist or too cool to talk to somebody yeah. or too cool to partner up with somebody if we're sharing weights on a certain yeah. day. Um, I, I, I need to – I'm glad you asked me that question because that's something that I, <laughs> I, I ask myself consistently and I can never define it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, we just have the, the most – diverse group of people <laughs> I, I you know in a good way right absolutely yeah, Fair, yeah absolutely I, I agree with that too when i come Dude, we have I uh i mean i've got somebody here who doesn't really speak english yeah that's he's, cool he's been here for over a year so cool so yeah man it's pretty it's pretty crazy but i i'm i want to like credit our members because there's something about our environment here and again I, I wish I could I can't define it what it is everybody's very kind to each other yeah you know um, when it's somebody's birthday I mean, there's freaking balloons everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There's case balloons in point there's, there's balloons yeah. right right to my right side right now <laughs> when somebody doesn't show up for a week you know I start hearing chatter hey we're so-and-so should we check on her can we take her something can we you know can you reach out to him for me? Yeah. Um, I love that. If somebody's sick, there's always someone's taking them food or whatever. Yeah. And uh, That's so cool. Somebody has a baby. There's Our members have thrown each other baby showers. <laughs> and, uh, I love that. I don't, what the, I, don't, I, I don't know what it is. Um, but, I, but I do think it's, it's because that we've kind of we've rolled into this world of just different types of people that like to work out here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, that's so cool. We're also in a diverse area. We're in, in, in Brentwood. I think there's a, there's a mix of like an older community, a well-established family community. And, but there's also, you know, kids just out of college Yep. or, you know, the young 20 something, young 30 something, just getting their career rolling. So maybe our, our vicinity has something to do with it. Yeah. But, that's Maybe not. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it too because it is this is inclusive environment. I've been to certain gyms. And we'll, I mean, we'll kind of pick on CrossFit a little bit. I mean, yeah. you've got some CrossFit gyms that have very comp- you know competitive athletes, and, and that can separate a community sometimes because you've got somebody who's in the corner too busy worried about their own thing versus hey, I'm just all coming together. We're going to get a good sweat on together and yeah. and, and challenge one another to reach these new goals. And, and uh, I love that about you guys. Yeah, and I think too. When I was working in a bunch of like what we say boot camp type of gyms, there's a lot of you go, you get in and you get out. Yeah. And um, you know, so, sometimes we go to other gyms just to experience what's what's happening in our industry. Then often people don't even talk to us. Yeah, I've experienced um, it as well. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's that's the business model, and you get in and you get out, and it works for a lot of people. I, I just have never. I don't know why, but I guess I've never adopted that type of, you know, we don't have a wall. Like when you come in, there's no waiting room here. Right. Um, so people just naturally get to class early and they talk to each other and you know, they know they know their families and the kids' names and everybody knows what each other does for a living. Yeah, so, that's the best. Yeah, that's cool. That's, those are the best places to, to, to be. It's uh, it's like church outside of church on Sunday, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah uh, for sure. That's cool, man. So uh, let's talk a little bit about you know how you kind of help people reach their fitness goals. I know you guys do a lot of like benchmark workouts and cycles and things like that. So yes. so man, how how um, how do you go about helping people reach some of their their fitness goals? Um, we try to keep everybody has different goals, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the, of I think that's the for me as a 
coach and somebody who has to program the workouts, that's that's the biggest challenge is yeah. meeting the needs of those individual goals. So in order for us to do our best to help people meet goals in general, um, we do have our benchmark workouts. So for, for anybody listening who's not familiar with the benchmark workout, it's, it's a measurement of a certain feet of fitness and it could be something as simple as a one mile run yep. right a one mile run is a benchmark of how fast you can run them up and it could be from that to you know we use the assault bikes here yep. one of our benchmarks is a hundred calorie bike it's a long way it's a long way on the bike um but with that said so we'll, we'll program specific to a benchmark and along the way i think and i hope that people meet goals Right? A lot of times, let's talk about running. People hate running. Yep. It might not be somebody's goal in a certain season of life to improve their running. <laughs> right. And I have to understand that. <laughs> However, we try to help people see that it's not always about your specific goal. You know, if you don't like running, that's okay. <laughs> it's about accomplishing a task more than a personal goal. Right. And I think that when people accomplish tasks, they're able to then take the things they learn along the way and go out on their own and, and achieve their own personal goals. Yeah. Uh, now we do, we do have certain things where, you know, if somebody wants, they have a goal to learn pull-ups, you know, we'll work with them individually or they can schedule skill sessions with uh, me or one of the coaches and work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try to cover all that in the programming. Right. Because it's more fun in community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I love it that you, you, you've got the option too. And, I, and again, it goes back to our original conversation of you do a good job of coaching on the front end and breaking down some of these these things, right? Pull-ups and giving people options. Yeah. Again, as opposed to throwing cookie cutter solutions to them, right? Like everybody gets a band for pull-ups or, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is a whole other, uh, we can make a whole podcast on probably just that idea. Well, the bands and pull-ups? <laughs> it, it, no, I mean, just like cookie cutter modifications. Oh, for yeah. <laughs> yeah, we actually, that's a rule that we have. We don't do the banded pull-ups here. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. I, I'd love to hear hear why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull, pull-ups is actually one of the things that we're working on right now. I love it. I feel like in the fitness world, it seems to be a common thread um, that people want to learn how to do pull-ups. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not sure why, but yeah. I think it's kind of like that. It's a tough It's like a benchmark or a feat of strength. I, yeah, you it's measurable. You can do pull-ups. Right, you know? yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't do banded pull-ups. <laughs> I think uh, I think I just don't do it because, like you said, it's a cookie cutter modification. Yeah. And there's other there's other things that I think are are more beneficial that translate directly. Yeah, I think the biggest the reason why I don't like banded pull-ups either. It's okay at times, but people never progress past the band, right? Like if uh-uh. I slap a band on somebody, they're with stuck it. with it forever, right? And and they yeah. never move past it. And then the other issue I have with it is, you know, bands, you get the most resistance at the bottom, the bottom. which is when you need the most help for the pull-up. And so yeah. then no one ever gets past that. Yeah, to get real nerdy for a second. Um, I love it. For, from a training standpoint, yeah, we use negatives. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Easy. And if anybody's not, if anybody listens, know what negative is. It's it's starting the rep backwards, essentially from the yeah. top down, and then sometimes we'll add a tempo to that negative. Yeah, because that's where you get 
and that's the whole eccentric concentric movement strength building and all that right yeah i can't tell you how many like pull-up programs i've written uh, and that's exactly the same principles i use like negatives tempo work like time yeah. under tension like that stuff's huge for that hypertrophy yeah. specific to pull-ups there's a lot of people uh in, in the fitness world that are gyms that they have bands all over the pull-up bars and yeah. yeah put your foot in a band and but you take the band away and they can't even hang with the chin above the bar yeah which so, is crazy yeah <laughs> So I want people to, I think for some people the band is a good tool. Yeah. I don't feel it's the right tool for what we're doing here. Yeah. Because I want to see people progress and progress fast. Yeah. And like you said, you know, that there's people that just lean on the bands all the time. It's like you never take the training wheels off. Right. You know? I love it, man. Again, yeah. purpose, purpose for all the things, <laughs> man. Intention, intention and purpose. That's that's the thing that's needed. Man, dude, what's your favorite thing about coaching and, and really just kind of owning uh, Redline, man? That's a, probably a tough question because I'm sure you could come up with a hundred, but. Yeah, my favorite thing about coaching is there, there's like this weird thing in the, in the coaching world where it's an unspoken visual recognition when somebody sees themselves get better. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's usually not verbal. Nobody comes up to me and says, hey, I did this, this, and this. It could be something as odd or as weird or obscure as if I'm running a class, and let's use pull-ups again as the example, and someone thinks maybe I'm not looking at them and I can see them trying their pull-up and they get it. That's the best. After you know five weeks of failing reps, and I can see the look in their face <laughs> or the you know someone will come in the corner and be like, yes. Uh, and for a second, I'll try not to acknowledge it because I have to like absorb <laughs> that because it's such a cool yeah. payoff, not only for me but for that person. Uh, and those those moments aren't as common as most people would think as a coach, especially maybe in full time. So when they when they do happen, they're pretty special. Yeah, just watching people get their own wins. Yeah, from from a distance. It's what gets you up at 6 a.m. or probably even earlier than that, actually. You yeah. Know, you know, it's what gets you up bright and early in the morning and what keeps you coming back day in and day out. Yeah. And to be really cliche and really cheesy, every once in a while somebody will say that, you know, their time here has changed their life. I've yeah. Had it. We've had a couple of that lately. Oh, it's the uh, best. And it's just literally that statement. Oh, it's the best. And it's cool. Because it's very easy when we're under the same roof every day to be blind to a lot of that, a lot of the purpose. And uh, sometimes I ask myself, like, is anybody getting better? (laughs) I ask myself sometimes that too. You know, are we, is this work? (laughs) (laughs) So it is a nice reminder once in a while. Yeah. Because as any job, whether it's, you know, you're a chef or a coach, you get in routine. Sure you do. Um, So it's easy to forget, to recognize, or even look for those things in people. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. Devin, how do we find out more about you guys and uh, get in contact with you uh, if we want to come hang out and work out with you? We uh, we post a lot on our social media. So if, if somebody were to search Redline Quality Fitness on Instagram, cool. we have you know cool videos up there, and we like to highlight our, our members. You guys um, do, a, do, do a great job with that. And uh, you know if we have any cool content, everything we do here will go on there. Love it. Uh, and as well as our website, which is redlinequalityfitness.com. Cool. Our, our Instagram and our our website have kind of like a, if we post on our Instagram, it gets fed to the website. Oh, perfect. Also, and then vice versa. Beautiful. But that's really it. We just website and Instagram. Yeah, cool. We have a Facebook. I don't really post on that. Yeah. Just, I, 
so hard to keep up with that it's kind of stuff. Keep up with all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's cool. We'll we'll drop all of that info in the comments as sure. as always. Uh, that way we can get in touch. So Devin, thanks so much for hanging out with us, guys. Go come uh, hang out at Redline. It's a great gym uh, in the community. Thanks again for your time, brother. Appreciate the chat, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Don't forget, educate yourself, surround yourself with positivity, and take care of your body. It's the only one you get. Education is the key to a stronger and healthier you, one person and one community at a time. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and leave us comments. If you want to find out more about us and how to maximize your health and performance, check out our clinic on Instagram at Momentum underscore Sports PT or at MomentumSportsPT.com.